TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Pull up a rock by the campfire. It's time for that paleo show with your hosts, Sarah Stewart, Steve Hayter, and the man with no shoes, Brett Hill. Welcome to that paleo show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Sarah Stewart. I'm Steve Hayter. And I'm Brett Hill. Today's guest is on a mission to empower people to take full responsibility for their own health and enjoyment of life by investigating, discussing, and critically rethinking everything we've assumed to be true about health and wellness. He believes that the single greatest investment you can make is in yourself. He is the author of one of our favorite primal go-to books, The Primal Blueprint, provides bucket loads of information and motivation via his blog, Mark's Daily Apple, and keeps us thinking by facilitating great content and discussion on his podcast, The Primal, Primal Blueprint. We're super thrilled to have him on the show today to discuss his next big project, which we are busting to know more about. Welcome to the show, the man who teaches us to be motivated by enjoyment, Mark Sisson. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We're excited, Mark. We're thrilled to have you on, so thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Mark, when I get asked about the start of my personal um, adaption to a primal lifestyle and what resources I found most useful, the first two that always spring to mind are Lauren Cordain's The Paleo Solution and your book, The Primal Blueprint. And I was really excited about The Primal Blueprint, and still am, uh, because it taught me that I could reverse the potential damage that I'd caused and influence positive change in my body. And um, that's something that's really exciting when, when you understand the power of, of your actions and the, the impact that it can have on you. And I just wondered if um, you could perhaps, for our listeners that don't know much about you, could tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you're so passionate about primal living and, and sharing your knowledge. Sure. Well, um, always wanted to be fit and healthy from a very early age, read everything I could get my hands on. And in those days, the conventional wisdom was that you went out and did a lot of aerobic activity. Uh, and that would, the more, the, the more running, for instance, or cycling that you did, the longer you would live. Uh, and in order to fuel those pursuits, you had to eat a very complex carbohydrate-based diet. And I did that. And I did that for a number of years. I, I embarked on a journey as a marathon runner, and I became quite good, uh, putting in 100 miles a week, for the last seven years of my career and fueling it with anywhere from 700 to 1,000 grams of carbohydrate a day, thinking all along I was doing myself a favor, thinking that I was improving my health uh, on my way to being race fit as well. Well, it turns out I was race fit. I could race quite well and finish fifth in the U.S. National Championships in the marathon in 1980 and finished fourth at Ironman in Hawaii in 82. But the wheels were coming off, and I was getting sicker and sicker the fitter I was getting. I mean, it was bizarre. I thought, well, why can't I have both, fitness and health at the same time? And ultimately, I had to retire from competing because of injuries. I had chronic uh, tendonitis in all my joints. I had osteoarthritis in my feet. Uh, I had uh, irritable bowel syndrome that really ran my life. I had uh, upper respiratory tract infections many times a year. I was just a wreck, and it was really ironic that I'd gotten into this in the pursuit of fitness, and by the time I got out of it, I was, I was uh, race fit but very unhealthy. I was like literally the epitome of what you're not supposed to look like on the inside. So I took a step back and I said, wait a minute, you know, this is, 
this isn't right. I worked hard. I was willing to sacrifice. I was willing to make all of the uh, struggles possible, necessary to, to do all this. It didn't pay off. I was very frustrated, so I started looking into what does it take to be strong, lean, fit, happy, healthy, productive with the least amount of pain, suffering, sacrifice, discipline, calorie counting, and portion control possible. And it led me down this path of looking at evolution um, and modern um, genetics and looking at how the genes are there in each of us wanting to create on a regular basis – strong, lean, fit, happy, healthy humans. Uh, These genes are just basically on-off switches that are coding for proteins that build us, that renew us every minute of every day. Um, And regardless of whether we're children or in adults or later on in our lives, our genes are still working on our behalf. So my research sort of led me down this path that said, okay, let's look at evolutionary biology. Let's look at human evolution as as, uh, providing the clues and let's look at modern genetic science is providing the evidence that these things work. And lo and behold, we discover these hidden genetic switches that we all have that we maybe haven't tapped into because we've been led astray by conventional wisdom, uh, by governmental authorities or by just um, sort of dogma from the medical associations or whatever it is. We've gone down the wrong path. And I think everybody wants to be fit and healthy and everybody wants to do the right thing. But we've all become so frustrated at what the right thing really is. So my mission has been to educate people in, in how the body works and how the choices you make in your diet and exercise and sleep patterns and sun exposure and play and stress reduction, how all of these habits affect which genes get turned on and which genes get turned off in a way that is so empowering that you can reclaim health at just about any age. How exciting is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that? That's the key, isn't it? I mean, no matter where you're at, you can always do better. And, there, and there's huge opportunity. Your body's so clever and so, so able to adapt and to evolve, which is, which is really exciting. So, um, Mark, you know, you've, you're speaking about primal here, and I find people still get mixed up between, you know, paleo and primal and all these different terms. You know, I, I'm constantly seeing people posting stuff on, on social media, and it's kind of like they just assume that, well, if it's gluten free, then it must be primal. You know, so right. can you define to us exactly what you mean when you say primal? I guess how how did this primal term come about and, and how do you differentiate that between, I guess, gluten-free or paleo or you know, the other things out there? Sure. Well, there's, there are numerous intersections of all these different styles of eating. But first and foremost, the primal blueprint and the primal lifestyle is a lifestyle. It's about more than just diet. Certainly a very important element of it is how you eat and, and, and your choices in food. But it also encompasses sleep and exercise patterns and movement and sun exposure and things like that. So the first, you know, originally when Cordain came out with the paleo diet, he was looking at diet and he was trying to recreate uh, or find clues within this uh, evolution of man as to foods that we had adapted uh, better to eat uh, more so than other types of foods. And he discovered, along with a lot of other researchers before him, um, for instance, that we're really not that well adapted to grains. And so grains became one of the first things that we eliminate in, um, in a paleo diet as well as a primal blueprint eating strategy. Uh, so there are some very s- commonalities or some very similar aspects to the two. Uh, you know, paleo would suggest that there's no dairy, that, that because cavemen didn't have access to dairy, um, that we shouldn't be consuming dairy today and that it might be antithetical to health. When I created 
this lifestyle, this life way, this template for living that I call the primal blueprint. For the diet part, I wanted to be as inclusive as possible. I didn't want to really be exclusionary and restrictive. I wanted to find things that we could include in the diet rather than eliminate from the diet just because cavemen didn't have access to them. And dairy was one of those things that I thought, you know, a lot of people love the taste of dairy. They have no problem digesting it. So maybe there are some dairy foods that we could include in the Primal Blueprint that would round out a diet, that would add flavor, texture, um, other aspects of nutrition uh, that you that you would not get if you eliminated dairy just because cavemen didn't have access to dairy. So that's one of the distinctions. Um, originally, Cordain's uh, description of the hunter-gatherer diet excluded fatty meats. And he said, well, you know, you're going to look for lean meats. Uh, and, and he was sort of avoiding saturated fat. All along, I said, look, I've never met a saturated fat I didn't like. And so I included saturated fat in the Primal Blueprint eating style. Now, recently, well, within the past three or four years, the paleo style has kind of come, come around to allowing and, and, and actually encouraging the consumption of more saturated fats. So we've come closer and closer together on, on, in those areas. A lot of strict paleos now would say stay away from legumes uh, because of the lectins uh, in them. And I would say, you know, some people may have a gut biome that allows them to digest the starches in legumes, um, certainly some legumes, better than other people. And there'd be no reason to, to exclude those choices if that makes your life more pleasant and, and provides more variety of food. So the Primal Blueprint kind of became this template to start with and to certainly you know, eliminate foods for a certain amount of time and notice what your reaction is to having eliminated them. Um, I'd recommend everybody eliminate, you know, start with eliminating grain products, um, and that's where the sort of gluten-free aspect comes in. If you've had issues with dairy throughout your life, it might be wise to eliminate dairy until you can figure out what's going on. Um, but then as you clean your act up and become accustomed to you sort of reconfigure your fuel partitioning so that you become a fat-burning beast, as we say, better at burning fat and less reliant on sugar, maybe you can start to add back some of these foods and experiment. But it is ultimately um, an experiment of one that I'm encouraging with a, a, a basis in knowledge of how the body works and what the ramifications of certain choices might be to some people. Mark, one of the things that I really loved about uh, reading your book and discovering your message is that you've put a book together which is a fantastic basis for people to get started into the primal lifestyle. But the thing that's, that's really fantastic is just the epic resource that you made available for people to continue the conversation after they've read your book, which is at Mark's Daily Apple. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your motivation for starting Mark's Daily Apple and perhaps the, the tie over or the, the tie together in motivation to, um, to get your, your primal blueprint expert certification together. Sure. Um, it was an evolution, really. It was a started out. <laughs> I I have a supplement company. I make um, probiotics and omega three supplements and uh, vitamin D and some of the things that I think people need, even if they're handling most of their diet uh, appropriately. So I have my supplement company has been around a long time, and I started in television um, on going on as a guest on on health talk shows, and when that business model stopped working in the U.S., I was scrambling to find a, a, a way to educate people because that's what I'd done on television. And so I said, I said to myself, well, I'll, I'll start a blog and I'll write all these great ideas I have about 
the research I've done and about organizing uh, a lifestyle in a way that makes sense in the context of evolution, that makes sense for people to undertake. And I'll do it for a year. I'll call it Mark's Daily Apple. And after a year, after 365 days, I'll have written everything there is to write <laughs> about this field of diet and health and exercise and so on. Well, <laughs> obviously, we've uh, posted every day now for almost eight years because the, the, the beauty of this and the probably the most exciting aspect of all of this is that every time I write something, the questions and the comments come in about the nuances and what about this and what if I do this and, and what happens in that case and have you thought about this and, and some people will say, look, you're, you know, you're full of it. You should go back and research and start over again. But I get – I take the feedback and I use it almost as my own personal wiki to – craft my philosophy based on input from hundreds of thousands by now millions of people. So a year or two into writing the blog, I said, well, there's enough material here to write a book, and people had asked about it. I'd, I'd done almost 400 posts by then, and there was certainly enough material to write a book. So the book came out, and the book was very successful, and a lot of people were appreciative of the fact that I'd organized all these different blog posts into a into a storyline, if you will, that had a beginning, a middle, and an end and made sense. But all it did was just to get, once again, open the door for more people to say, hey, well, this brings up this whole new aspect of, you know, how come you, you, you mentioned that we should be playing in the dirt, but you didn't say enough about it. I want to know more about what it means to play in the dirt and get exposed to microbes and how does that affect our immune system? Or you talked about, um, you know, living in the city and, and the um, lack of natural sounds that, that the body is – attuned to resonate with these natural sounds of birds chirping and water flowing and wind in the trees. And now we've got jackhammers and, and, and taxi horns and things like that. How do you, what do you do about that? And every time somebody would ask a question, I go, well, there's another blog post. So it has become this amazing community um, of millions of people now who stop by every once in a while and, and catch up on what has been written in the past week or, or, or past month or so. Some people stop in every day. We have a forum where if you go on it right now, there's probably 6,000 people chatting with each other about uh, various and sundry aspects of what primal means to them. Uh, and I've, I've gotten very clear that it is so compelling, that this way of living is so compelling that – and I'm just one guy with a blog and a, and a couple of books – that the next level of education has to be sort of the leverage of teaching others how to do what I do. So we started just two weeks ago. We launched the Primal Blueprint Expert Certification Program. It's been in the works for over two years. It's a very robust educational experience. It's all online. You can learn from anywhere in the world. Uh, it's 13 modules that take you through not only what you do and how you do it, but a greater understanding of why you might want to do this particular activity or make this choice. Every module has a test, an exam at the end of it. You have to pass the exam to move on to the next module. When you get to the end of the of the program uh, and you pass, you are a Primal Blueprint certified expert, and you can take that and put it on your business cards. You can, uh, you know, if you're a, we sort of created the course for doctors and dietitians and uh, fitness uh, professionals, uh, personal co life coaches, and things like that. But the number of of people who've just said, look, I, all, I just want to prove to myself that I know this stuff because it's so important for me living the rest of my life making these kind of intuitive choices. I want that greater depth of knowledge that we've already had a number of people sign up 
just to get certified and just to sort of prove to themselves that they know the stuff or, or to be able to assist their families in moving in that direction. And as I mentioned um, you know, before the show started, uh, this, after the United States and the number of people that have signed up from the U.S., uh, Australia is the second, the second most prevalent country that shows up in our registrations thus far. Yeah, wow, that's so cool. It makes me really proud to to hear that, Mark. Um, and I think our country's just set up for for primal living, you know. So we should be out amongst it and and leading the way as well. Um, your certification, like, it just looks amazing, and and I think it's very important, you know, for people that are um, whether they're a health professional or just passionate about the lifestyle. And you hit the nail on the head when you want to share your knowledge and empower others. I think having this certification is such a great way of having confidence that you are sharing in the right way and the right information because there's so much out there and and it can get really overwhelming. So, um, and I, I had a little bit of a giggle as well um, on your uh, video promo about. It. You talk about the tests, and uh, let's face it, some people flip out about tests, but I think it's really great that you know it's not just handed to us, um, it's something that we do need to work for and prove that we have the knowledge in a really supportive environment. And um, I think you said something along the lines of you've got to grok it to pass the test, yep. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, I think um, it's not something for people to feel deterred about. Um, it sounds like a very supportive um, structure that you've got in place. I know that you mentioned there's going to be audio, videos, uh, documentation. Can you tell us more about what we can expect um, when we sign up to do the certification? So the certification is is based on the premises that I put forth, the principles that I put forth in my book, The Primal Blueprint, 21-Day Total Body Transformation. The bottom line is um, my original idea is that we should be deriving more of our energy on a day-to-day basis from stored body fat and less relying on glucose and glycogen and carbohydrate as a regular uh, fuel source. And with that in mind, I wanted to set up a 21-day program that would uh, literally allow people to reprogram their genes in the direction of becoming a fat-burning beast and getting away from being a sugar burner. So the, the, the total body transformation outlines this strategy that includes eight key concepts, um, which I had talked about all of them in the Primal Blueprint. I just rearranged them into more direct um, key concepts. For instance, um, fat and cholesterol are not the proximate cause of heart disease. You know, that's a key concept of the Primal Blueprint and of paleo living, and yet most of the world to this day assumes that if you have a, a diet high in fat and cholesterol, you are going to get heart disease. So the so that's that's a principle that we talk about, and we go into excruciating detail in in that in uh, in the certification, not just sort of the cursory, um, yeah yeah, just believe me that it's not the cause of heart disease, but going deeply into some of the research, and so you come out at the other end, you go, wow, I I really get this now. I understand that when I talk to a physician. And, and the physician starts to argue that, well, you should cut back on your fat and you should cut back on your cholesterol and, uh, you know, and, and, and keep eating salad, vegetable oils with, uh, salads with vegetable oils and things like that. Now you have a strong ground of being um, and a background to be able to argue with that doctor, not argue, but just state your case in a way that you feel confident about. Uh, and, and, and we go through each of the eight key concepts. Uh, as well as what we call the five action items. So one of the action items is clean out your pantry and your refrigerator. Sounds simple, but if you go into people's homes and you look at what they have for uh, for food, whether it's in their pantry or their cupboard or their refrigerator, 
Um, a, it's appalling in most cases, and B, there's an assumption that they get it and they know, and they know what to do until you really start drilling down and you say, well, you know, if you start looking at these labels, here are some things that you do you definitely want to avoid, and you might find some things that are you know not that bad and and it's and it's okay to keep them, but you need to understand why these choices are being made uh, in your behalf. And when I talk about choices, it's important that we get this that this. You know, when we talk about paleo living or primal blueprint or ancestral health or any of these things, we're not suggesting that this is the only way to achieve health. We're suggesting that this is a way that has been proven in the research that has a great likelihood that you will achieve your outcome, your desired outcome of a better body composition, more energy, getting sick less often, getting off the meds uh, by, by taking on some of these choices versus living the way you used to live. Now, it's not a guarantee that if you're going to eat pizza and drink sodas all day that you're going to die at 50. You know, you might live to be 85 and might, you know, look okay and feel okay, but we're talking about, you know, the the rest of your life and enjoying it and 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 having access to your co- all your thoughts, the cognition, your mobility and all these things that make life pleasant, not just pleasant, but but Make, make for a happy, content, satisfied human being, which ultimately gets back to the original premise of the primal blueprint, which is not how can I be healthy, really it is, but it's mostly how can I enjoy my life? How can I do things that provide me pleasure more often than pain? How can I do things that allow me not to get sick because whenever I'm sick, I am totally in my head and and and. I'm missing out on life because I'm just feeling sorry for myself, so I don't want to be sick. How can I take on some of these behaviors? For instance, how can I find ways to work out that involve play as opposed to pain and suffering? And the more that I can craft a life that has large blocks of enjoyment and contentment and minimizes the amount of pain, suffering, and sacrifice – then the more I've succeeded at extracting the greatest amount of pleasure out of my life. Mark, I loved all of that answer. I just mm-hmm. want to like put that on repeat and just yeah. keep sort of like that was that was fantastic. But um, you know, back to the certification. I guess there's you know there's really two groups of people that I speak to all the time who I think would just would love this certification. And you know, one group I guess is the group of people who want to help other people. They'd like to be a wellness coach. They'd like to be you know helping other people get the benefits that they've seen from living this sort of primal lifestyle. And and they're just not sure how to do it. You know, they sort of look into all the conventional courses out there and say, well, you know, that's great. It's going to give me a qualification, but I'm not going to be learning what I believe in. You know, I'm not going to learn what I'm passionate about. And and I think so. This sort of course is just going to be great for them. But then there's also, I guess, the other group of people who are, you know, they just want to be able to uh, talk to their friends or their family and explain why they're doing what they do, just purely on a personal level. And and I get people all the time coming to me, sort of saying, "Well, can you explain to my mum what I'm doing? Because yeah, right. you know, I've tried to do it, but she just looks at me. You know, I don't have any qualifications. I don't have, you know, something behind me to to sort of reinforce the fact that I actually know what I'm talking about. And, you know, I just think, I guess, can you express to us what these groups of people are going to get out of this course? You know, when they walk away with this certificate, you know, what are they going to have that's going to be different for them? Well, the one thing I want for everyone is I want the ability to make decisions in all areas of your life intuitively. That is to, to understand through the lens of evolution and genetic science and, my, and all the research that's gone down 
to be able to go through life not worrying, oh my God, what did Mark say about this? Let's see, was it uh, <laughs> 20 grams of carbs per meal? But to be able to to and take any area, not just diet, but um, literally to just be able to say to yourself, you know what, I got to go to bed. Um, I can't stay up any later. Um, I know that that – if I go to bed now, I'll get back on my sleep schedule. I'll wake up refreshed in the morning. I won't be suffering as a result of it. Now, if I choose to stay up two hours later because Skrillex comes on at two thirty, um, <laughs> I, um, you know, that's a choice that I, I'm not. I, Mark Sisson, am not going to judge that choice as bad. I just want you to be able to understand the ramifications of the choices you make in the moment when you make them, to not feel guilty about them after you've made them, but to be able to do that in a way that's intuitive. One of the best examples I can I can give is this skill that we sort of teach about how to sit down at at a meal and eat when you're hungry, and then when you're no longer hungry for the next bite. Be willing to push the plate away and say, you know what, that's enough. I know there's going to be food wherever I want, whenever I want. But right now, if I eat until I'm full, it's too much. I've developed this intuitive ability to understand exactly how much food I need to take in to sustain my body. Um, I, I sated my hunger, so I'm no longer hungry. I don't let hunger ruin or run my life. Those are really intuitive kind of Skills that if you have them, you are so empowered as you go through this life. You, you know, it's – I don't know how other to explain it than, than just being able to feel confident about your choices because you have the background to know what the ramifications of those choices are. It's, it's really just – I guess it's just a confidence and an empowerment that comes that is – it, it, and then it permeates every aspect of your life. It, you can actually apply it to relationships, to the workspace and, and your career, to how you manage money, that sort of confidence and that intuitive ability to know what's right in the moment. Mark, um, one of the things you mentioned there was to take the worry out of things. And I think that one of the things that really contributes to that confidence in your life and that ability to, to be productive in all areas of your life is to make sure that your stress management um, techniques are in check and, and what you're doing to, to manage your stress. Can you tell us a little bit about, with, with the certification, um, the approach that's taken to stress management and um, the benefits that can come from rewilding yourself with nature? Yeah. You know, it, interesting question because a lot of what we look at as the um – the essential elements of stress management have to do with re- with that rewilding concept. That idea that that our our genes um, are a recipe, and that recipe expects certain inputs. And when we don't give that recipe the inputs, we don't get the finished product that we desire. With regard to stress, stress is one of those things that. Um, really doesn't exist. It's kind of funny because you think unless you're being chased down by a croc or a saber-toothed tiger, um, real stress doesn't exist anymore. It's all made up in our minds. It's the stress of worry about uh, relationships or noisy neighbors or traffic on the way to work or an overdue mortgage payment. It doesn't really exist, and yet for most people who, who are stressed out a lot, it's real. It's causing a biochemical reaction in the body. This, the stress hormones get released. Uh, they, they do damage to the extent that they are chronically released. Uh, and over time, it's, it can be devastating on a body. So I'm not suggesting that 
that the physical manifestation of the perceived stress doesn't exist. But the irony is that in many cases, we're bringing this on ourselves. We are, are, it's our, it's our you know, prefrontal co- uh, cortex that is creating, uh, building an, an idea that there is a saber-toothed tiger chasing us all day long. So one of the ways – now we can meditate, we can pray, we can do a number of different um, approaches to um, stress reduction. But I'm not a good meditator. I just – I don't know what it is. I, I just I – couldn't, I couldn't get into that space easily when I tried it years ago. So I decided there's other ways for me to do this. Now, I've set aside time every day. I get up in the morning, for instance, and I go out and uh, take my cup of coffee and I go out in my backyard and where there's no – noise at all, and I'm just in the peace and quiet for five or ten minutes. I do a little gratitude uh, exercise, just being grateful for everything that's in my life and all that I've accomplished and all that's going to come uh, before me in, in, in the day. Um, little techniques like that can go a long way in stress reduction. Now, if you have access to, um, to, to outdoor spaces where you can take a walk in nature, smell the smells, listen to the sounds, um, uh, Literally, you know, walk barefoot on grass, uh, play in the dirt. Some of these are very real uh, uh, kinetic and biochemical um, interventions with with the genes and have an epigenetic effect on the genes. And it may be the production of of serotonin, or maybe some some uh, endorphin production, or something that that kind of mitigates the otherwise cascade of stress hormones that might be cursing if we just stayed the course and and revved our engines too hard because we're thinking and worrying and and agitated about whatever it is that's going on. So there, we have a, a number of these different strategies in the course. Um, there's no right one, but there's a lot of opportunity to see what's right for you. Um, and and I again, I'm I'm Trying to craft my life so that I extract the greatest amount of peace and pleasure and enjoyment out of that. So in my case, I'm fortunate enough that I can take a break in the middle of the day. I can go down and, and get on my paddleboard and go out and paddle with the dolphins for an hour. Um, that's about as stress-free as I can get. Um, it's, it's an amazing experience, and it clears my head, and I get some of my best writing done. When I'm doing that, and I'm not trying, these ideas come into my head. Uh, but you know, that's the nature of 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 clearing that space in your brain and getting rid of those uh, that that chatter, that monkey talk, that's uh, otherwise causing you to go crazy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a long-winded answer to your question. But but there there are all manner of ways in which we can de-stress, and none of them are are, are the right way. They're just that some are are will resonate more. With some people than others. Yeah, love it. That's fantastic, Mark. And um, we're always talking about, you know, allowing people um, the opportunity to do their own discovery and thinking and, and find what does work for them because, you know, we're really aware that what works for us may not work for others. And I think that having this tool to facilitate that and give some guidance is going to be very reassuring. And um, for our listeners at home, Mark has dedicated his life to sharing information so that we can take charge of our health. And for more about his Primal Blueprint certification, which is just going to go off the charts, do go to primalblueprint.com and make sure you spread the word. Tell your friends and family, anyone you think might be interested, because the program really isn't limited to, you know, like we mentioned before, just personal trainers, dietitians, uh, life coaches or health 
uh, and medical professionals. It's genuinely for all of those people, but also for anyone wanting to further their knowledge of the primal blueprint or assist their loved ones. So Mark also has phenomenally a uh, huge amount of resources available, and if you would benefit from forums, primal recipes, eating plans, shopping, you name it, you can access this almost endless information via marksdailyapple.com. You can also connect with Mark via Facebook and Twitter, and we will, of course, include all of the links on our Facebook page uh, and make it nice and easy for you to get across the latest content. And like Mark, we are also motivated by helping others to take accountability for their own health. We love sharing the paleo message and we're going large scale at Cave Camp Queensland this October where we'll be bringing you the opportunity to get hands-on, learning practical, take-home, life-changing skills straight from the experts. And at Cave Camp, you will immerse yourself in a primarily inspired experience like nothing else. So join the Paleo Show crew and the Merrymaker Sisters across three days for an epic experience that is guaranteed to turbocharge your paleo journey. Sign up for the Paleo Show Cave Camp now by going to thatpaleoshow.com forward slash cave hyphen camp. Thanks again to Mark um, for joining us. I think that was the quickest 30 minutes on the planet, Mark. It was my pleasure and I enjoyed it immensely. Oh, we so appreciate your time and, and we look forward to seeing, um, you know, the benefit uh, that people um, gain from your, your certification there. So until next week, head over to our website, thatpaleoshow.com, to tell us what you think. See you at Cave Camp Queensland and make sure you check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Share your story and help to grow the paleo tribe worldwide. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.